What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how they do collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Josh Fabian, who is the co-founder CEO of Medify. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Good, man. Uh, pleasure to be here. Uh, excited to chat with you. Yeah, excited to learn more about what you're working on. For people that haven't heard of Medify or aren't familiar with it, can you kind of share what you're working on? Yeah, so that's probably most people. We're very early. We're like a month and a half in. Um, but what we're doing is we're creating a platform that's taking the best gamers in the world across every game and giving them the means to create a business doing one-on-one coaching uh, and later uh, courses as well. So um, let's kind of walk through what this looks like. So um, if someone wanted to coach and if someone wanted to be coached, what, how does that work? Yeah. And also like, can you kind of walk, walk me through like what's being coached, what's being taught? Um, just a little more you know, information yeah. on like how it works. Yeah, totally. Um, so in terms of, uh, you know, for the sake of example, uh, let's just use card games because what I know very well. Um, so let's say you're playing Hearthstone or you're playing Magic and there is a meta, as there's always a meta, right? There's a handful of decks that are just what's what everyone's using because they're the best. Uh, in order to win, you need to know how to play that meta very well. Uh, you need to know how to do every single matchup right? If you're playing a fighting game, you need to know how to fight against every other character when you're using your character. So a coach comes in to really help you, one, learn the fundamentals, but two, break through any plateaus you have, right? Eventually, no matter what it is you're learning, there's going to be a point where you kind of don't know what else you can do, right? You're like, I don't even know how to get better from here. And that's where a coach comes in, really helps you break through that and become a little bit more self-aware about your shortcomings. I'd love to hear a little bit about how you decide to kind of get started with this, or I guess in other words, what's the origin yeah. story for this company? Yeah, totally. Um, so it actually started, uh, I, I mean, I've always been competitive. Uh, you know, as a teenager, I was playing Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, nationally ranked, you know, going all over the country and playing in tournaments. And I loved that. Uh, I moved on to Groupon in my professional career, and uh, I was leading design there for Groupon stores, um, and I enjoyed it, but it, it wasn't fulfilling in the same way that competing was for me. So when I left Groupon, I really wanted to get back into competing. So I picked up a game called Clash Royale. For those of you that play on mobile, you've heard of it. Um, for those that don't, please pick it up. It's an amazing game. Um, but I went in hard. I was practicing like eight hours a day. 
uh, and I had like a notepad and I'd write down like why I lost and who I lost to and what I could be, could have been doing differently, which is again, like pushing towards that self-awareness, right? Of like, what am I doing wrong? And I break through it. Um, and the hard work paid off. I was top 20 in the world for about a year. Uh, I stopped eventually because, you know, even though I made a fair amount of money doing coaching, like about 40,000, um, when you're coming from tech, that doesn't really move the needle. <laughs> so I went back to tech, but my kids started playing games. And, you know, around that time, my son was sick uh, with liver failure. So he was living at Children's Hospital for three months. And he got introduced to Pokemon around that time. Um, and for him, it was uh, huge. You know, he was so into it. Uh, and his brothers were too. And what they wanted more than anything, and, and he's fine now for clarity. Uh, but what he wanted more than anything when he got out of there was to go compete. So he did some tournaments, got his ass kicked, uh, but he didn't lose his passion for it. And for me, like, that's such a big deal, right? That you can lose and still want to keep playing. So, you know, being a dad that spoils his kids, I reached out to the world champion of the prior year and I said, hey, is there any chance you can <laughs> take some time and, and spend it with my kids to teach them how to play? And to my surprise, he said, yeah, absolutely. And I can do it for $20 an hour. And that's what I couldn't get out of my head, right? The idea that someone can be that good at what they do, spend hundreds of hours a year refining their ability to do that. And for those of us in tech, we do that, sure. Like as a designer, I'm charging $100 an hour for freelance work. Uh, developers I know are charging more. And that's because we spend that time like refining our craft. But then you have that in gaming, and there's people that want to get better, but they're just having a hard time monetizing. They're ha having a hard time connecting with their audience uh, in that capacity. So that was the catalyst. That's where the idea came from. Um, and we've kind of taken it from there. At, at one point, you know, I asked him, are you doing the Pokemon thing full time? And uh, he said, no, I wish. I'm working in a warehouse making 30K a year. Uh, and like, when you think about it that way, this guy's already putting all this time into this game. He would happily trade out the warehouse job for Pokemon, right? Making 30K a year would be a dream doing what he loves to do. Uh, and so for us, that's, that matters so much. Uh, and like for me, like I played professionally um, at the highest level uh, and I've seen competitive play at the top end on different games. Uh, from gotcha games to proper competitive games. And now my kids are both top 100 in the world in Pokemon. So they're playing at the highest level. Um, so for us, like we're a very competitive family. And this platform, right, bringing the best people in the world across every game, including poker and chess, this is my dream, right? Having all these incredible people in one place. So can you kind of, I mean, I appreciate you sharing that. What a great story. Yeah. Um, I, it's uh, it, it's it's pretty cool, honestly. Um, I kind of want to hear what do you think's going on in the in the market overall with gaming, esports, just this whole world. Um, and like, what are your kind of predictions for where things are going? Obviously, you're starting a company in this space. So I'm just yeah. curious, like, what are your thoughts on like macro environment? What's happening with gaming? What's happening yeah. with esports? And like, how do you kind of intertwine with that? Yeah, I mean, I think gaming as an entertainment medium is still shifting and changing, and Fortnite's really leading that charge in a lot of ways. Um, 
But more than that, gaming is becoming a part of everyday life in a way that it's never been before. You know, we have mobile to thank for that, where our devices are so powerful, right? The device we're using every day, like our phones are incredible pieces of technology and they're enabling us to play these really resource intensive games that would have been impossible two years ago, three years ago. Um, so I think that we're going to see a continued shift towards cross-platform play. I think we're gonna see a continued shift towards free games, right? Uh, and, and I know this is a heated topic, but I think the days of you know, consoles are numbered. Uh, I don't think PlayStation and Xbox are going to survive far into the future. Um, not as they are today, at least, right? Not when to have a successful game like Fortnite, like Genshin Impact, you need to be cross-play, right? You need to play with your friend who's on a Switch and your other friend who's on an Android phone and your other friend who's on the, on the PC. Um, and this idea of these gated marketplaces uh, like we've seen from Sony I just don't think scale, uh, not anymore. So I think we're gonna see shifts there uh, where things are increasingly mobile first. Um, and that also, again, goes back to like, you don't really need to buy this incredible console when the lowest common denominator is, does the game work well on mobile, right? It's like they can't do all of the things on, on these consoles because they, they wanna be on mobile so badly. So I think that that shift's happening. And then of course with the free stuff, um, that means that we're going to have hopefully, uh, primarily in-game purchases that are cosmetic only, but a world certainly exists, right? Genshin Impact is a great example of that where gotcha games replace MMOs, right? Uh, because we're being, not only are we increasingly more busy, but there's just an increased demand for our attention. Right. There's a reason that Netflix sees Fortnite as a competitor. So for MMOs, the idea of you grinding for 20 hours to get a drop, as opposed to just paying a hundred bucks for a chance at that drop, it's shitty, but that's just the way things are going. Um, and I think that all of that helps Metify. Uh, you know, the idea of more games being free means more people are playing games. The idea of games being designed around, you know, being free, but you can pay to progress further means people are paying money because they want to improve. Uh, that's why that model works. So with Metify, you know, the nominal fee we're charging is much less and you learn more. Um, so I think it's healthy for us. Um, but I do worry that um, there's a potential for gaming to go down a path that's um, very much anti-consumer. And when you look out into the future, so you just kind of, those are some predictions on market. Extremely insightful yeah. for me. Um, I, you, you can ask people that listen to this podcast a lot. The intersection of gaming and social, I'm super fascinated with. Um, and just like what an yeah. e-sport, e just like this. And I'm also like kind of a VR fan. I have an Oculus Quest. So just like this whole oh, nice. kind of like category. Um, so this is very interesting and you just taught me a lot. So I appreciate that for the big picture for, um, for Medify, what does that look like? So you, you paint a picture of the market, yeah. let's say five years from now, 10 years from now, what does Medify look like? Or I guess in other words, what's the big vision and what direction are you rowing in every yeah. day? 
Yeah. So for us, we're taking two um, very firm stances here. Um, but both of them come back to, it's not our business. It's the player's business. Um, and I say that often when I'm on these calls with these players, I tell them it's your business when they ask questions, because that's something that we're repeating internally to make sure that we're doing things that make sense for their businesses. Um, when I say that example, the reason it's important is because for the coaching side of things, our biggest competitors take a 20% fee out of every transaction that a coach does on their platform. As a freelancer, I've, I've worked as a freelancer for years in design, um, you know, just doing stuff on the side uh, as well as full-time. I can't imagine paying any platform 20% of all of the money I make just for the honor of being listed there, right? We're talking t in some cases, tens of thousands of dollars. Um, so what happens is you get a leaky bucket, right? You'll get coaches who will take the first session on the platform and then they say, hey, just PayPal me direct next time. So they're never getting the benefit of any tools or functionality that you're building to make great players become great teachers. Um, for us, we're not charging coaches anything right now to use Medify. Uh, we do charge a platform fee to students, but we largely see coaching as um, a brand equity piece for us, where we give the tools to these coaches to build great businesses uh, that supplement their income. And then we make our money on courses. The way we're handling courses is that you'll pay a subscription fee to the platform and that fee gets you access to every course on the site uh, across every game. We then look at Pluralsight, we look at Skillshare and their models, Mega Study in Korea, uh, and we pay a royalty back to course creators based on our overall revenue as a platform. Our goal there is we don't wanna pay these incredible players who, who have so much knowledge and potential a couple hundred dollars to make a course that we then make a mint on. Instead, we want to enable them to make tens of thousands of dollars in a month. Uh, I, I wanna see people making a million dollars a year on Medify in the same way they do on Twitch and on YouTube. So for us, we're really trying to uh, open up jobs right? Make new jobs and new careers where all the other platforms are trying to take advantage of people who don't know their value yet. We're taking a very different approach. Uh, and that's where I see Medify big picture, where it's the thing that every household is, is paying for it because everyone wants to get better at games. You know, Nuzu estimates that 60 to 80% of all Twitch viewers are watching specifically to get better, but only 2% of viewers are aspiring professionals. So it means there's this gigantic casual audience who just wants to win more, right? They just want, hey, give me what I need to know to win a little bit more. And for those who want to learn how to win a lot more, you know, courses will take you to your plateau, but coaching breaks you through it. Um, so they do work together. And we do see a flywheel there, right? Where as people get coached and become better, they become coaches themselves, or they become course creators themselves. So it's the kind of thing that just keeps, keeps on running, um, ideally. I, I like that, the last statement that you said, um, I might butcher it, but like co uh, courses take people to a certain level and uh, um, coaching helps them get way past there. I, th I think that, yeah. I mean, I, de I definitely didn't phrase that as eloquent as you did, but people get it. Like, <laughs> I, lo I love that concept. <laughs> yeah. To, to make it happen, 
um, to make the vision, you know, come to life, you'll obviously need some help. Um, you know, just like any startup yeah. needs help. So my question for you is how can the forward thinking founders community help you? Are you fundraising? Are you looking for customers? Yeah. Are you uh, looking for employees? How, how can the community assist? Yeah. Um, so really happy to say that like we are no longer fundraising. We we're in the process of closing out our first institutional round of funding. Uh, we were oversubscribed, which is a dream. Um, so that's great, right? Very happy about that. But the next step is hiring. Hiring is a beast. Uh, anyone who's been through it knows how hard it is. Um, for us right now, I think our most important hire that we're looking to make is um, someone to lead on growth and marketing. Um, you know, and we're paying competitively giving equity. Uh, our entire team's remote, which is something that I prefer. Uh, my co-founder's in Australia. I'm here in the US, just outside of Pittsburgh. So that's one area that they can help, uh, you know, if they refer anyone. Um, and also we'll pay you out, right? If you refer someone and we end up hiring them, like, please let me know. Um, and I'll make sure you get some cash for that. Uh, second thing is we are building in public. Uh, anyone is welcome to join our discord. All team discussion is in discord open to everyone to see. Um, I think it keeps everyone honest. I think it's a good thing to do. Uh, and I think it helps keep our users evangelical uh, about our brand because they can really see behind the veil. So feel free to join our discord It's in our Twitter bio. Uh, just click that link and yeah, just say hi. You know, if you're working on something similar, you know, let's, let's chat. If you just have ideas or skepticism, criticism, uh, send it to me. I'd love to hear it. You know, I'm going to bash you for that. So if, if someone is compelled by what you're saying, they're interested in this, um, and I'm sure many are, I think what you're building is very compelling. How can someone find you? Um, what's your, do you have a website yeah. on the internet? Do you have social media? Uh, is there an email? Yeah. Um, how can people get in touch? Yeah, best way is through Twitter. Uh, I'm Josh Fabian on Twitter. Uh, I do tweet fairly often um, about the experience of building Metify. So if that's something interesting to you, please follow. Um, the highs and the lows, right? Some of them are just a bad day and I just stop it. Um, so happy to connect with people that way. I also list my email on my Twitter. So if it's something more private or personal, DM me or email it. Um, but I do genuinely like hearing from people in the community, other entrepreneurs who are going through it too. You know, being an entrepreneur is a lonely thing. So feel free to reach out. All right. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I really appreciate it. And best of luck with Medify. Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate the time. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the episode of Forward Thinking Founders. If you're sitting there, you're just saying, Matt, I want more. How can I get more? Well, luckily, you can get it at Forward Thinking City. Forward Thinking City is a community for the Forward Thinking Network, right? And we have multiple different aspects of the city. One, we have AMAs. Some of the previous guests that have been on the podcast, like Jonathan Barkle, Kristen Anderson, Austin Allred, come back and they do AMAs with the residents. You can ask them any question that you want, right? You can ask them about fundraising the early days, how they got their customers. We do these every single week with another, you know, really great founder that has been on the podcast. Additionally, um, we have our pitch battles, right? So if you want feedback on your pitch and the opportunity to potentially pitch in front of VCs and talk one-on-one with venture capitalists, 
this is where to do it. These are monthly pitch battles. So if you don't get in the first time, try again, right? The goal is to improve and get feedback to eventually one, raise, uh, get, get into the room with VCs, two, raise capital, three, so you can get back to your company and building a great startup, building a great business. The last thing I'll mention is that if you were kind of interested in just community, we have our coffee hours and happy hours where you can meet other residents, learn about what they're working on, talk about social things, anything you want. This is a city for founders. It is for investors. It is for startup enthusiasts. It's for anyone that loves startups. So if you're interested in what I'm saying, Go to forwardthinking.city and join the city for $15 a month. Um, you know, the way, the reason I charge is because I want to be able to do this full time and bring as much value as I possibly can. And I think it's well worth the value. You can ask any of the current residents and they will attest to that. So go to forwardthinking.city, join the city, and you'll see immediately the, the next AMA, the next pitch battle, the next event. And I hope to see you there. Forwardthinking.city. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.